What's up, everybody? It is I once again, your host, Joshua DeYoung, here with another stimulating episode of Do You Mind? I had the opportunity yesterday to have a really cool conversation uh, with my buddy Dakin Tull. Now, Dakin, the way we met was he was hosting a clearing session. He was offering free clearing sessions down at Elements Crystal Shop out in Kalamazoo, Michigan. If you're in the area, I highly suggest checking it out. It's a cool place. Um, Yeah, they host events like that all the time, like yoga things, meditation, workshops, stuff like that. But uh, this particular thing, this clearing session was we had a conversation where it was just me and him, but he was also talking directly to my higher self and gave me a message like to me from me from my higher so it was it's one of the weirder experiences I've had in my life like I went into this you know stone cold sober and a little bit skeptical but like once I sort of committed my mind to like all right we're doing this this is happening it was like a reality warping experience that I can't really explain in words like so uh, yeah, I think he might be able to do them, uh, like over Skype or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I highly suggest checking some of his stuff out. He has his own podcast, a mindful workshop with Dakin Tull. Um, yeah, really cool guy. Had a great conversation with him. We get into um, you know our experience, how we met, how his background, and how he got into all this crazy mystical wonderful stuff and yeah it was really cool and i hope you guys really enjoy the conversation um i do apologize for the audio quality especially on my end i'm trying to work out a way that to make stuff sound more listenable for you guys especially doing this the whole skype conversation thing like it's not ideal recording circumstances but uh yeah i'm trying to work it out to make it more listenable for the listener but the conversation itself is actually really good so i hope you all enjoy it i'm gonna play a quick little ad here and then we'll get right into it my conversation with dakin tull check it out cool there it is all right we're going all right so uh, uh today i have a very special guest mr uh Dake a uh, modern day shaman uh do you, uh, you have any more official titles you'd like to <laughs> uh i say a child of consciousness but shaman fits mystic fits uh magician fits i've been playing with all different types of ways of being but child of consciousness basically takes it all in <laughs> words are weird <laughs> but i, I, I well said it's true that's why uh, my um like when, when i sign off on this podcast i always say mind your mind because when you mind your mind then your mind won't mind which is like, <laughs> words are kind of pointless and don't really sum up like it can mean everything and it can just mean nothing it can be nonsense it's so funny that you say that i know we're just getting into it but i gotta make a comment like i i find that being in silence is probably the the ultimate expression you know, we're so used to using words and 
and putting things out there in that way of language, but it's always miscommunicated. People are always hearing things from their vantage point, from their experience, from their background. So what you think you're saying is never what the other people that are hearing it wind up interpreting it as. There's always a degree of shift or like distortion that's taking place. When you wind up being in your heart and you feel and you see, so it's images and feelings. Those two things are the best language possible. And all of our ascended masters, those that were human that have gone to uh, other ventures in life, basically lighting a pathway for us and where to go uh, moving forward, um, they don't speak. I mean, they can, they can to us to use words, but ultimately it's feelings and images. It's the, there's very little misinterpretation and the, communication is immediate where when we're listening if we're listening because usually we're not listening all that much but when we are we have to you know kind of decipher what's going on what we're hearing and then we work from that it's just very very slow process <laughs> right because you gotta compute like what that word mean what was their inflections like what are they mad at me <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> On the other hand, um, you know, it, this reminds me of the story of the Buddha. He was going to go, he was giving us a talk on truth. And then he was just sitting on the hill and then just not moving. And just thought maybe he fell into a deep meditation or he'd, he'd fallen asleep or something. Someone clears everything. <clears throat> oh, and he just holds up a flower. Everybody's just, I thought we were going to get something around today. Yeah. <laughs> one, you have to just. Ha! <laughs> so it's like that moment like oh oh wait no this is it like this is uh like this is everything like words words don't really sum it up really well like you just gotta experience it yeah you just gotta be in it you just gotta be part of it be in it and be present to it and aware of it i love that story it's perfect it's a perfect explanation you know, they're waiting for something so monumental in words and it eventually clicks after I'm just sitting there essentially in silence. <laughs> right. Very cool. Well, yeah, awesome stuff. Um, well, hey, I wanted to get into a little bit more about like uh, how you got down this path in your life because it's um, not everybody. But mysticism is sort of like, like you kind of got to know somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's, I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> you're good. I was just saying, when I go, like, oh, there's a whole other world I can show you. And then it's like, you can either choose to be like, all right, I'm going with that guy or not that guy. Something you went, uh, you went head first into it. So yeah, tell me about, uh, tell me about your path. Sure. Um, how it happened, um, uh, I would say I just became more aware. I, I uh, uh, in life, right, we all have struggles. We all go through things that are very difficult. That's the nature of being a human being. It's the mechanics of it, the way that we're designed, the way that we're featured with the senses, and uh, we have the ability of being programmed very easily um, in the sense that we are very systematic. If we have something that happens a certain way that we like, we'll keep doing it over and over and over again. Uh, what happens is uh, when you keep doing that, if you're not being true to yourself, um, even if it feels okay, it's really more of safety than it is feeling really good about yourself. 
um, you're very uh, stuck within a certain uh, kind of way of being. And it takes a certain kind of stress to recognize it. And for me, it was my relationship. I was having a lot of stress in my relationship. And it's really an understatement. It was way beyond just stress. It was very, very difficult. Um, and there was a lot of responsibility involved. Um, and it just weighed very strong on me. And based on that stress, I got to a point of severe depression uh, that lasted for three years, trying to work out uh, what we could in the relationship. And uh, ultimately, it failed because it got to the point where I was either going to end my life or end something in a certain way. I just knew that I couldn't keep continuing this way, but I didn't have, I didn't have it all figured out in my head. Um, or I have to get out. And the idea of leaving and getting out was like, it was not a possibility in my mind. So it was like trying to, um, you know, a rock or I, what is it like an unstoppable force uh, or an, Object. Yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like with the idea of choosing to leave. It was like an, an impossibility, but I got out of it. I wound up being able to move past that definition of what a relationship can be. Uh, and I, I decided to, to move on. Uh, and from that, everything was broken. You know, I was still depressed. I still wasn't doing well, um, but uh, I made a choice. I made a single choice for me where prior to that, it was always about choices for the relationship. Um, so I was relearning how to live uh, for myself again, um, which, you know, it, it, everyone has their, their thing that, that can break them. And this was mine. You know, some people might look at that and go, well, that's kind of silly. You should have been able to handle that. For me, that was it. It was, it was the ultimate thing that I had to go through to be able to snap out of this systematic, just doing, doing, doing all the time. Um, and I started reading a lot. Uh, I was always interested in philosophy, but I dove like full into it um, and started just really fine tuning how I thought about myself and the world. Um, we all have a certain level of guilt uh, that we're taught to have. There's no reason for us to feel guilty about anything. Um, provided that we're not hurting anyone directly, like physically hurting someone directly. Um, so, I was able to let go of all of my guilt from things that I've been carrying forever. Uh, I used philosophy to help me with that. Um, and I started recognizing a voice that's in my head that we all have. We all have a voice. And most people call it the ego, but you can call it whatever you want to. Um, I was aware that I was speaking to myself. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the hell is that saying something to me right now? And it was always saying, no, like, don't do this or don't do that, or you shouldn't be doing that. Or, you know, if you do this, you got to make sure you handle that first. It was like, it was like a web of just nonsense that was going on in there and keeping me stuck in a spot. So I said, anytime I hear this thing say, no, I'm going to do whatever the hell it's saying I can't do. And it was basically, uh, distilled down, it was me just recognizing that I have to face all fears. If I'm, if my ego, this thing that we have that speaks to us in our head, or what appears to be more within the headspace, is constantly saying no, um, there's got to be something that's very freeing if I push through and do what I'm being, what I'm telling myself not to do. 
And that's what I did. I faced every single fear that would possibly come up. Anytime I heard myself say no, no matter how stupid it was, I made sure I did it. So like someone asked me to like give blood at my old, uh, uh, my old job. Um, this is many years ago and I was always terrified of needles and I was like, nah, I can't do that. And my buddy at the time was like, you just said no. Cause he was aware of, you know, the, the rule that I had with myself. He said, you just said, no, you got to go give blood. I was like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I'm going to go give blood. I went down and I watched the needle go into my arm and I sat there and just, you know, just dealt with it. And I didn't like it, but I, I, I forced myself to go through it and I've done it many times since. And now I don't have an issue with it. Um, but I would do lots of silly things like that. Jumping out of airplanes, like going into the, the ocean in the middle of the, uh, the, uh, the winter time, um, spending days, uh, in the woods just by myself, uh, just trying to survive on, uh, some apples and avocados. Um, I do lots of silly stuff like that or what people would say is silly, but for me, it's like, it makes me feel alive. You know, you face those things and you wind up getting that, you know, you wind up recognizing there's a whole other spectrum of life than what we've been kind of pigeonholed into. So that was the, uh, the start of all of it. Um, to get into the uh, spiritual aspect of everything, uh, I started by doing these challenges for myself, facing my fears. Um, I started hearing things, uh, not the ego voice, but something like external. Um, and I started to see things in my dreams. The, the, I mean, we all like have imagery in our dreams, but this is like, you know what lucid dreaming is? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like I was aware of my dream and I was able to create within my dream with like will, you know, I could choose what I wanted to do. And then I started interacting with things in the dreams. Then I started interacting or hearing things like kind of not in words. Again, like I said what, when in the, at the beginning, it was more like feelings and images. But it, it, it came to me the way that like uh, written languages, it just it, um, I was able to understand it in words, even though I was feeling and seeing it. Um, and that, that, that was a result of me just pushing myself to kind of face fears. And I recognized, uh, in starting to speak with, um, what I would just call entities. Um, some are not nice and some are very like, uh, in service to others. They're there to help you. Uh, when you start shining your light a little bit more, when you start getting brighter, um, you become an attraction for everything that's outside of our dimension, if you want to call it that. Um, and yeah, you, you start to have things come in and, and want to work with you and speak with you. Some things like to trick you and play with you and tease you. And it's really, it's a, it's a spiritual like playground. It, it is, it, it's, it's a school. There's no doubt that it's a, like earth is a massive school. And when you're open to it, you have the ability of having a lot of information come to you where you will grow from it if you choose to. If you start getting getting scared that there's things out there that, you know, will try to manipulate you and mess with you and like keep you going in circles, then you're going to get stuck in those circles. You know, it's 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 something that as long as you know that you're true to yourself and you love yourself and you give love to everything else out there, there's nothing to hold you back. You can't you can't get stopped um, on your path. So that that that's what happened. I started facing fears, and I wound up being able to speak to a lot of different things. And that's how I started to learn about how I can tap into other people's energy and help them to open up a little bit more. And that's that's how we met, right? Yeah, that's right. We had uh, we had our session. Um, yeah, but 
Yeah, I wanted you, you touched on a lot of, a couple of really cool things there. Like um you know, first of all, like uh you know, losing all hope was freedom. I think that was from Fight Club. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's literally that though, like even like, well, I guess we're using like John Wick as an example. The guy loses everything, loses his wife and then they take his car and they kill his puppy. And as soon as he sets his mind to something, he's gonna do it. In this case it's kill all the bad guys. But yeah. he did it you know, they'll face all your fears and raise your vibration and um, yeah, like uh, I heard like Paul Selig is another channeler guy who talks about, um, you know, the guides and stuff. And like when you put your intention into like raising your vibration, you do open yourself up to like a world of different possibilities and like, you know, heaven and hell right here. It's not somewhere you go when you die. It can be like states of consciousness that you can achieve in this lifetime, which is really powerful. And um, yeah, when we met, uh, it was that... Uh, that Elements Crystal Shop. Shop them if they're ever uh, in the area. <laughs> Definitely out. They do all kinds of cool stuff like this all the time. But you happened to be there and you were doing free um, clearing sessions yeah. where you speak directly to my higher self, which was like I went into this like stone cold sober, like didn't didn't smoke anything before or after. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I was like skeptical. Like, you know, I'm like, all right, I'll play along. We'll see what happens. You know, like, I mean, as long as you like, if, if you open your mind, if you open yourself up to the possibility, like, you know, you know, I believe, you know, I, you know, I was raised very, you know, Christian, you know, you, you know, we don't do stuff like that. Like, you know, psychics yeah. are, and, you know, all, all these kinds of things. But I'm like, you know, when I start to tarot things like that i'm like well i mean if nothing happens by random chance then if you so happen to flip this card in this time like this could be you know the, the it might be the message you need but like, anyway yeah so we, uh, <laughs> but yeah i was, I was more open like this and so i'm like all right he talks right to my higher self sure why not let's, uh, <laughs> give, let's it. give it a shot <laughs> um so yeah i i remember that i i uh and I felt like I entered, like, like the energy in the room was, like, bending as it was happening. I was like, oh, okay, so, something's happening. Like, like, <laughs> I to this now. And, like, and like once I did, it was, like, like a mind-warping experience. Like, you said, um, like, well, first you said you had to ask permission. Because there was, like, a, there was, like, something blocking the path. Like, a... That's right. Wasn't it? Like, a... Like just swinging in front and it's like um i don't think it wants to let me in <laughs> you tell them we're cool like it's uh it's like swinging like the death like the death thing right in front of me right here i think he's trying to flex on me yeah like I to tell my ego it's like all right back off a little and it's, it's okay let him in it's okay yeah, no, it's funny. Like, uh, I, I actually have a session today in, in about two hours, and I did one yesterday. And it, it's always different when you connect with the highest self with the person. Sometimes just the person coming into the space is enough for you to get permission. Like, it's already automatic. Like, you've already had like an agreement with your highest self, whether you know it or not. Like, I'm prepared to do this, and I'm ready to be open to to share this uh, this this experience. Um, and a few times, it's a little tentative. Like. You got to kind of see, okay, uh, you got to be a little careful in certain areas. And I will, the highest self will let me know when that is. Um, so I just know when to kind of, you know, 
play it a little bit smoother in certain areas. And other times I can be like super straight with exactly what's coming to me. So yeah. it, it's pretty wild stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you get, you get like such specific vision that it's like, I think like the way you described it for me was like, it was like a vine or something just growing off and spiraling and like splitting into different smaller ones. It just kept like spiraling off into infinity. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, all right. And now it's like uncurling and standing up and like breaking off some of the extra extremities and just standing tall. And it's like, you stood up and it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a light and it's just, it's like a wave and you're just, you're just going. And I'm like, huh. And like it instantly, like, you know, like how we talk about like words don't work, but like sometimes you need to hear it in that language to like make it. Yeah. Next, you know, and like for me, that meant, um, you know, I'm just doing like all of these, like all of these little bullshit things. Like, you know, I'm like getting on Facebook, you know, and like dabbling and you know, sort of like doing like a little of this, a little of that. And like, I'm just, you know, littling my life away. <laughs> um, and it wasn't it a matter of you like picking like one specific thing. Like you can do lots of, I, I actually, I never remember. Uh, it could be like the day after a session. I won't remember that session, but you talking about it now r reminds me that you have always been super creative and we're always loving to play in lots of different mediums, lots of different areas of creativity. And it was really about, hey, that's great, but choose one to be like exceptional at and work at that. And as you continue working on that, you can take on other projects uh, as you see fit. That's kind of what I recall. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it what it meant. Like when, like once you get, yeah, I think you said like once I get to that point where I'm doing just one thing, it'll be like, like a wave, like not like a violent, like crashing wave, but like I just like pick people up with me and like take that's them right. along, and um, that's like kind of what I've been experiencing because uh, you know talk about doing things that scare you or whatever. Um, I'm I'm gonna get in a boxing match on this Saturday. That's <laughs> awesome. Guy, <laughs> yeah, so there's it's called Street Beefs. Okay. Whole channel, and they get it's actually a really big deal now. They get like like millions of views on some of their videos. And like, wow. oh yeah, like I'm gonna like I could be like world famous overnight. So like, be glad you met me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta watch it. When is it? This weekend. Yeah, this weekend, Fourth of July. Um, Very cool. And like, yeah, and uh, the, the and the guy is. Um, I'm actually. It's gonna be like a, a mixer event, so it's like an open weight. You no, know, like doesn't matter what experience. They basically draw names out of a hat. But I am also guaranteed boxing the the guy that started the whole organization, who goes by Scarface, and um, he's like a big, like bald, like but guy. He's like got like. A, it's really hard. He's a big, big George Foreman fan. Oh, like boy. everybody, <laughs> like everybody I've talked to, like it's like. So wait, you're fighting Scarface? They're like yeah, and this is your Are first. You time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I saw that you're really into uh, UFC, right? Like Ultimate Fighting. Yeah, yeah. That was that's like what I what I really wanted to do, but like I um. I kind of tended to like avoid just boxing because I like, you know, closing the distance, like using my grappling to avoid damage. But now, you know, um, like he's got like a knee injury and stuff, so he doesn't do MMA rules or anything. I'm like, okay, that's fine. 
but I'm like a little out of my element. And so like, but it puts me into this, um, like hyper focused sort of flow state. Like when I really get into it and stop like overthinking, like, Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to do, you know, like, but and focusing exactly on what is, I think, uh, in the book of five rings, uh, Miyamoto Musashi, he calls it, um, the void. And like, you know, the way is, the way is void. Like, is it like, you gotta, like, there's no before, there's no after, like, it's about being like in that precise moment. And he found that through, uh, sword fighting people to the dead. So, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, he became, uh, and then like later on in his life, he, um, he got more into, you know, philosophy and art and um, all kinds of things like that because, like, like, he had already mastered one thing. And I think that is, there's something to be said for, you know, the putting all of your focus into one thing. They said that he was so, he was so single-minded in the practice of becoming a better sword fighter that he neglected everything else. Like, he, like, like his hair grew out. He was, like, wild. He looked all, looked disheveled all the time. Um well, like all for the sole purpose of like this one thing, and now he's remembered for centuries. And he has, yeah. And and then later on, he had time for philosophy and all those other things. But because yeah. he dedicated, pretty, um, yeah, yeah, like that's what really made him stand out. So I think that's yeah. There's yeah. something to be said for being super dedicated to something. I mean, in, in this case, you know, it may be extreme for everyone else. The idea of just one thing and only one thing. But uh, at least starting off and just doing that, um, there's something to be said for discipline. Uh, and like I was saying earlier, with regards to uh, getting to a space uh, by facing fears where I started to be fully aware of what I truly am as a spirit and what all of us truly are as a spirit being compressed into a physical form. You know, spirit becomes soul and soul has a trajectory that moves down and that's where we get this body from this uh, emotional physical and uh, mental body um you know when you are disciplined in something no matter what it is sword fighting um meditation or just loving people you know it doesn't even have to be a physical act it could just be the idea that i love everyone those things if you stick with it and be consistent with it things open up in a way where you go, wow, this world is not at all what I expected it to be. And uh, this uh, sword master talking about the void, it all leads to the same place. It all brings you to that void. And that void is not a scary thing. At first, if you do experience that, um, I, I don't know, I, even when I first experienced it, I, it was just so different, the feeling, but um, it wasn't that I was afraid I just had to kind of come to some sort of comprehension, not during it, during it, you can't, but afterwards you kind of like have to piece together. What the hell was that? Mm -hmm. And we all come out of nothing and we all are everything, you know, using words again, that make no sense. This makes no sense. Right. But this is what it is. You know, we all come out of nothing and we are all every single thing that exists. Um, and this, experience as a human being is just a very limited beyond that limited doesn't even do the right justice you know to what it is it's so ridiculously limited in comparison to what we actually are our power our uh our abilities you said before something about the idea of uh, open up to possibilities right 
we are limitless possibilities. That's what we are. So it's uh, interesting stuff, that idea of the void, um, tapping into that, being people that do deep meditation that are able to get themselves into like a journey um, can get to a spot where somewhere within the journey, towards the end of the journey, sometimes even right at the beginning of the journey, they experience void. And you can get panicked by it, but it's it's what you are. It's like you're looking into a mirror, essentially, without seeing anything. But you feel everything. <laughs> but you're like, you feel like like everything all at once. I, um, yeah, like I, I've had that so similar experiences. Like, um, I think like like the the way uh, I think Rondas is the one who speaks about like just being, yeah. like that's like the most you know, we are eternal consciousness and we get brought down to like this limited plane. And, oh yeah. The thing he said, uh, one of my favorite quotes of his is we're all just God and drag. Like <laughs> we're the same place. You like, you know, he said we're, we come from nothing and then we're also everything. Like it's, it's like, it's like the same thing just coming back over and over again. And sometimes it's to teach us lessons in this life. And like, it's like, you know, every, everything happens for a reason and it's all, it's all balanced and, perfect and i've like felt that a few times like really deeply like then yeah certain moments yeah that's a incredible experience to have and i feel like everyone's had like moments of it in certain spots um but we kind of like neglect it like it's oh that's just a you know that was nice but it's so quick to get lost like to forget it or not to really like be able to hold on to it and work with it and we all have you know trouble with that um I mean, I remember as a kid, like feeling certain things that were like, wow, there's something, there's something so much deeper going on than what I'm able to just see on the surface. And imagine like, you know, with what you felt and what I felt and what everyone's felt, like if we were able to like, just expand that as our normal way of uh, perceiving all the time, what could we do? We would be so limitless in what we chose to create together. There wouldn't be, again, the ego, that talking thing in the head that we all have is a big piece for why it kind of falls apart. Um, if we didn't have that, we definitely would be in a different space, would be ascending into a different area and would be able to move forward in a much more uh, fluent way, as opposed to constantly kind of like fighting ourselves with certain stuff and, you know, dealing with all the the strife that you have as a human but um that's why we're here we're here to have that experience to have these to have these uh stressors that allow us to grow so <laughs> yeah that's a good point man it's so easy to just like forget that that is what yeah like it like from moment to moment like one thing can happen that'll like like you know get you down like in the spiral of thinking again and um it's so easy. You can have like an amazing, like transcendent experience one day. And then like, you know, the next day, like, whatever, man, I was on acid when I said that I got to go to work now. Life's yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when you feel it at the time, it's like, it's so true that it's undeniable. But then like, you, like you come down from, it's like, I just got to remember that. I'm really just need to remember the whole thing, but, it, but it takes practice. And that's the, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the importance of having um, like a, like you know like a mantra or like some some something just to like any little thing that will remind you. Yeah. Being disciplined and doing a, a simple practice 
a lot of people get put off on the idea of, you know, having to meditate and what that means to them if they've never done it before. Um, you know, there's a stigma associated with, with meditating, but those that do it, I mean, you can't keep them from, from stopping, you know, but th those that have not tried it yet and, you know, hear about it, it's like, ah, that's, you know, that's kind of silly stuff, but, um, whatever it is that you choose to do to keep yourself, uh, balanced, um, this is for everybody. I do it all the time as well. You stick with it, just being disciplined. It's, uh, you don't even do it for a reward. You just do it because it feels it feels like uh, you have the ability of being centered and you can be a, a, a better person, not just for like loving yourself, but like loving everybody else too. Like you're, you're just more aware and present to, to the moment within the day. You're not freaking out about the past or like worrying about what's going to happen in the future. You just prepare yourself and move forward how you need to and the things that you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple, but we get caught up in a lot of other crap. <laughs> you got you, like all the, all the stuff that you you really need to do, and you forget to like center yourself before and like like be be there doing what you're doing, you know, be here now. Yeah. And some people get lost, like um, you know, what does that mean? Like, how do you how how do you do that? Like, I'm not gonna be like. You know, if I'm feeling a little anxious around lunchtime because I have a, a big meeting at one o'clock, you know, what the hell am I going to do? I'm going to sit there and meditate. Well, maybe if it's not, if the space isn't conducive for it, no, but there's so many things that you can do. You can hit like pressure points on your hand. You can like, uh, there's a spot within your neck that you can hold for a little bit and on the clavicle here that you can push down on. And it literally like opens up all this stuff in you and you feel just much more confident and alive. Uh, you can breathe, you know, imagine that, like having deep breaths to do, <laughs> you can just mm -hmm. breathe like while you're sitting at your desk, but you have intentful uh, breathing, you breathe for like two minutes in a very specific way. And you're going to open yourself up and feel so much more relaxed. When we, we were talking about fighting before a little bit, um, do you know Gracie, the Gracie family? Nixon Gracie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that thought, like, exactly, like yeah. So like there's breath of fire, there's unity breath, there's all different types of breathing uh, styles. And with using your gut the way that Gracie does, um, I mean, that practice, it takes time to do. But even if you just start working with that, the idea of like consciously moving your breath in through your gut and bringing it up and then reversing it, bringing it down and pushing it out through your gut and just get a feeling for that flow, like, People don't want to take the time to try it or do that sort of thing. But if you do and you do it, say, for like, you know, five minutes a day for a week, like, holy shit. Like there's I had no idea that I could like bring this level of balance to myself just by breathing a little bit. And you can get, you can become like a junkie. You can become hooked and you just are constantly doing it all the time because one, it feels so good and you're so present. Why wouldn't we want to do that? Yeah, really. Um. I, I like the Jim Hoff method too. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah it, it, like just like hold it's like thirty deep breaths and then just hold it for two minutes and then just trip out for like if you do that for a few rounds, man, you get you get a pretty good buzz off it. Oh, I've 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 gone places as a result of uh, the the Wim Hof breath. <laughs> it works, man. Until you just gotta like just sit there and just keep like you know. I, I, I'll do it like while we're watching TV or something, and then like probably say, "I'll be like, are you okay?" I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm just getting high over here. <laughs> I'm great. I'm getting high on oxygen right now. <laughs> There's something uh, definitely, I mean, with Wim Hof's uh, method of breathing is super popular and used tremendously because you get almost immediate results doing it. If you do one session of 20 to 30 breaths, um, you're going to start feeling a level of vibration, hands, head. Um, there's going to be a few different spots that you'll feel it in your body. Be all over. Yep. Um, so that's why, I mean, it's super popular and it, it, it works. It has results. There is something though to be said for uh, the lungs. The lungs can be sensitive. And when you breathe in that way, especially pulling in through your mouth, um, does he actually suggest that you breathe through your nose or through your mouth? I don't recall. He suggests like, yeah, anyway, get it, get it, yeah. you know, get it in, get it in. Yeah. All right. Well, through the nose is, is best. And there is something where if you do do that often, I'm sorry, I have someone calling. I don't know if you hear that. Um, but, uh, you can get to a spot where you recognize what that feels like by doing that, that, that breath. And just keeping your mouth closed, breathing in through your nose and not doing it at such an intense rate, the way that Hoff explains. And you'll see there's a different kind of uh, uh, an awareness that presents itself by doing that. Um, so those that are doing Wim Hof, I would highly recommend moving into uh, mouth closed, in through your nose and going very rhythmic, very deep, but very rhythmic, not, not fast and you don't have to hold at the end. You just keep going. And then eventually this guy is going to get switched off and you're going to go somewhere else, forgetting that you're not even breathing anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a pretty it's wild experience. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like how, like just like different ways of breathing, like different states or whatever, like the, like, like you said, like the, the Gracie one, like he does a lot of, uh, like that that one makes me like feel like a little like upbeat, like I just took a shot of espresso or something. Yeah. You know, off makes me feel like just like crazy, like focused and like weird and tingly. And then there's also, there, there was like a method I did to like to go to bed. It's like a, um, I think it's like a four, like a four, seven, eight or something like that. Okay. Like count or something, but like it's like in for four, hold for seven and then breathe out for eight as much as you can. Yeah. Oh, but you know, it's, it's supposed to like you know scientifically proven to release gabapentin or something well you know the good the good ones the good ones yeah. <laughs> the ones you want <laughs> um but yeah it's um <clears throat> i think like anything like this, this is like what i think like your know, big picture like anything can work for you as long as you put your full like faith and intention into it like whatever your method is, just you know, don't think too much about whether or not it's gonna work. You know, like if you're like if you're Christian, like if then you're praying, it's like don't think about like, well, I'm gonna pray, but like uh, you know, it's kinda up to God or whatever. It's like if you like if you like you can be healed through faith by just by setting your intention that way. That's why, um like I read this book, You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. Yeah, I know it all kinds of stuff like that like people like not not just like it like faith healings in religious settings but they do have you ever heard they do these things called sham knee surgeries no that i've not heard of yeah they'll take uh basically they will tell someone who needs a knee surgery like a knee full knee replacement like all right we're gonna put you under and we're gonna put you know 
we're going to do the whole thing. And then all they do is they make an incision and yeah. stitch. And they tell them, hey, you're going to be, uh, you know, stay off it for a little while, but you'll be all good to go in, uh, you know, six to eight weeks. It'll be good as new. And then it is. Yeah. In medicine. And, like, it's, you know, so people can talk about how, you know, it's, it's like, oh, this is all, like, you know, woo-woo stuff or whatever. But, like, if it's if it's real to you, then it's real. Like, we live in a very subjective reality, I guess. We create it. We create our reality 100%. It doesn't seem that way, even in this dimension, but it's the truth. You know, we are all frequency. We are so caught up in the physical and all media pushes us to be so caught up in the physical that we forget the other part of what we actually are, not just this fun, you know, school that we're in right now, you know, this playground that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. So the reason why the sham knee surgeries work is because the power of belief, you know, if they're, they're basically creating that transformation for themselves because they trust so much in what it is that they think they're getting, that it becomes the reality for them. They're basically just shifting frequencies to, to allow their physical uh, aspect that's not working well for them to be healed. Um, and we all have that power because that's what we are. Like we've said, we're, we're infinite consciousness. You know, I think you said Ram Das, right? He brought that up. That's exactly what we are, infinite consciousness. If we're just something, an energy, some, some sort of non-physical thing that's aware of itself, I mean, we can do literally anything as a result of that. So it makes sense. We don't have to even know how to use the frequencies in this state right now. Um, we're doing it automatically. Like I always explain that if we're heart focused, everything that we want will eventually come back to us. If we're head focused, everything that we're thinking about wanting we may or may not get it. And if we get it, it'll wind up being something that's like a distortion of what we actually wanted. It, it, it's, if you're up here, it's gonna be all congested and weird. If you're in your heart and that feeds the brain and the third eye, we project out what it is that we want to experience. And it, it will eventually wind up working its way in the system to showing it to us uh, in 3D. Um, in 4D, it's going to wind up shifting. As we progress, we're going to wind up doing the same exact thing, but it won't be as slow as it is here in 3D, where if we're working from our hearts and we're looking to have something uh, in terms of not physical, I and mean, it could be physical, but it's more in terms of the experience that we want to have, um, it won't take time to get there. Like if you want like a, a better job or a job that's more in tune with your heart and you keep putting that out there to the universe with love and uh, purposeful intent, it will eventually come to you. And that will change your, you know, your experience, your way of life in, in some way that's beneficial for you. Um, in 4D, it's going to be immediate. When we think of something from our heart, we can use imagery to create it, to show it to us, and it will be there right away. And that's, uh, I've heard this before. I don't know how uh, definite this is, but it seems to fit. It's like a nice, it's a nice puzzle piece coming together with another puzzle piece. Um, the reason why we're going through what we're going through here, I'm sure there's many reasons, but one, we're being weeded out essentially to get to a spot where those that are ready for that level of power can come up with everyone else 
because you're not going to want to have people that are coming up with you that are part of a collective in 4D that are still playing with like anguish and despair and you know hatred and anger uh frustration you know those things are going to still pop up in some way sh shape or form but the idea is you're you've you've grown in a way you've developed yourself in a way where you can recognize it like that and you don't have to generate it for the group you don't have to create it for everybody else um i i, I like that idea i think it makes sense um but I don't like the idea of people being weeded out. I don't want to leave anybody behind. I want all of humanity to share in the freedom. But some people might not be ready for it when we decide to move, you know, when we decide to transition. So, but uh, that's what we're doing. The more we learn in, in this uh, in this time, how to have positive thoughts from here, from the heart. If we can continue to have positive thoughts here, and being open to whatever the experience is, we're, we have nothing that will hold us back. We're gonna, everything that's available out there to help support us to transition into the kind of life that we really want will automatically happen. You just stay in your heart and you work on positive uh, feelings, positive thoughts and positive images. Yeah, seek first the kingdom of God and the rest will be added unto you, right? <laughs> exactly. The words. Um, but yeah, there is really something to that. And like, I think one one thing that's really helpful to me that I think a lot of people need to hear is like operating from the heart space means, you know, don't think too much about like what's possible, what's not. Like think about like what's like the, like the deepest desire, like what makes you like really like tingly in here? Like what, yeah. focus on that and like make that real, like <clears throat> because that feeling is real and you have to, you know, since we're on the you know 3D plane and time is a thing, we have to um, you have to think about the future, and you have to allow your future to be greater than your past. But you can bring it into your present experience by like just med sitting and meditating on that, like the um, <clears throat> like the placebo healer, like the um, Joe Dispenza talks about. But you think about what your most desired outcome is, like until it feels real. Like you sit there and like meditate and visualize and like, like specific details. Like if you want a different job, like you think about, you know, getting your dream job. Like you think about, you know, going into that office and talking to the guy and hearing him say congratulations and like how good that's going to feel. Like, you know, just or, or for me, like, you know, thinking, you know, about like my fight coming up, I could sit here and just worry about, uh, you know, oh, what could happen. I mean, he's, he's got a lot more experience. He might knock me out. He could. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to think about, like, like the final result, you know, you know, getting my hand raised and, you know, how good it's going to feel, you know, after that. Like, you know, like, whatever, like, whatever the result is, whatever happens, like, in the specific moment, like, isn't going to matter. Like, as long as, like, like, I know that I'm going to come out on top in the end. Yep. Like, you, you can do that just through, um, yeah, like, just, like, just think about it until it makes it real and then your, your body will like physically adjust to um to what you yeah to what you want to do in the in that mental space yeah like a really powerful thing you generate the feelings you know if you get to that space no matter how you need to do it um by you know visual techniques you know you know people that have been in sports have been doing this forever you know they're fully aware that they visualize themselves winning and they have that 
mental edge and physical edge to do what they need to do. It's like they prepared in a better way than some other people. You know, it's not just weight training all the time and consistent practice. Visual techniques are very powerful to uh, to have things uh, become a realization and to actually make it happen. Um, and if you feel it within you, especially within your heart, if you can generate that feeling, like what is it? like if you were to think about a lemon, right? You, you slice a lemon and, and imagine yourself putting it into your mouth. You can create those like tannins, those feelings that you get, that sour uh, idea in, in your mouth, even though the lemon's not there. It's the same concept. You wind up creating the feelings within your heart. You're going to make the experience that you want. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that's uh, that's actually a really good note to end on. Like, so thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. I My pleasure, it. buddy. My pleasure. Maybe uh, I I do a podcast as well. Maybe I'll have you on when the the time's right for you guys. So we could do it. Yeah. Cool. It sounds like it sounds good. What's uh, what's the name of it? You want to plug it at the end here? Sure. Uh, a mindful studio uh, with with Dave and Tall. Oh, okay, cool. If you put my name in, it'll, it'll show up easier. Uh, a mindful studio might bring up a few different places, but if you put my name in, uh, it'll wind up pulling up. So, right. Well, hey, thank you so much once again, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Cool, buddy. You too. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Hey, guys, thank you so much once again for listening. Um, If you like it, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast you're listening to this on. Um, Yeah, maybe give us a like and a review. Help tell a friend about it if you think that they would dig this whole conversation. Uh, We got more in the works. I had another one. Uh, We just recorded another episode with my buddy Brett Kaminsky. He's in a, a band called Tranquility. They have this album, Wake Up the World, that is fantastic uh the lyrics are very very spiritual very ramdas inspired and uh if you're looking for just like for positive music to really jazz you up i highly suggest checking out tranquility's wake up the world uh yeah i'm gonna be talking to him next so keep your eyes peeled for that uh but other than that yeah just thank you all so much for listening and remember until next time mind your mind because when you mind your mind then your mind won't mind So mind your mind. Mind.